In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. In the Gospel reading for today, uh, we read about Christ telling the apostles, speaking with them before the crucifixion, about what it is that would happen to him, so that they would know what to expect. And he says to them that they would be scattered. And he says that in verse 31, John 16, 31, it says, I, Jesus, answered them, do you now believe, sorry, Jesus answered them, do you now believe the hour, indeed the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And so we have to ask, what does it mean when he said to them that you will be scattered each to his own? Uh, what does it mean to say each to his own? Um, if you look actually at uh, how the apostles came about, so all the apostles were working, um, you know, in different uh, professions, doing different things. Uh, some of them were fishermen, some were tax collectors. Uh, they had they had all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, and yet, when Christ came and he called them, he united them together uh, as as one, as in 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 one body, as one group, uh, which were referred to as the 12, uh, the 12 apostles. Um, and Christ called them to perform the mission that he called them to do. And yet after uh, he departed, they all dispersed. They, they, each one went to his own way. Um, and, and actually Christ had said, spoken to them and he said, um, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, right? So the idea that he was the shepherd, or he is the shepherd, and he is the one who binds the sheep. He's the one who, who keeps us together. And yet without him, each one was scattered and went his own way. After the crucifixion, what is it that happened? Well, we know that St. Peter denied him, right? St. Peter, who was one of the most vocal and the most fiery and the most loyal and faithful of all of the disciples, he denied him and he fled. Okay? We know that Judas betrayed him. Uh, we knew that all the disciples fled. Uh, none of them remained with him except for St. John the Beloved who remained with by his side on the cross. Apart from him, all of the other disciples ran. They all hid. They were all afraid. Um, and also we read that after the crucifixion and the resurrection, that the disciples, again, being kind of confused and not really knowing what is the next step and what would happen next, and, and kind of thinking that there was nothing left for them, they went back to fishing again. Those who started out as fishermen now came back and they were fishermen again. So even though Christ had called them to be fishers of men at the very beginning when he called St. Peter, and now they've gone back to be fishermen, right? Exactly like what Christ has said is, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. The, the focus, the mission, what is it that they had on their mind? What is it that they were called to do? It kind of became foggy. It kind of became distant. Like it's hard for them to, um, to remain focused on this mission. Are we really still called to be fishers of men? Are we still really called to go and to preach and to do all of this, right? So they were scattered, each to his own, right? Each to his own devices, each to his own family, each to his own profession, each to his own, essentially whatever it is that was before even they were called to be apostles, maybe this is where they would go back to this again, now feeling like this mission of theirs um, had, has ended. Right. So, you know, we ask ourselves, like when we are away from the shepherd, how is it that we are scattered each to his own? Right. How can we be we be scattered? Um, 
we see a, a good model of this in the parable of the Great Supper. So um, in this parable, when Christ was uh, speaking this to the people, he says what in Luke 14, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. This great supper is representative of heaven and that God is calling all the people to come for salvation. And he says, everything is ready for you, right? And he's making this invitation. But in the parable, everything, everyone that was invited refused to come, okay? And they refused to come for different reasons. Okay, what are, what are the reasons? And this can maybe help us understand what does it mean for each of us to be scattered, each to his own. We're all so self-involved with our own things that we are scattered from Christ. We are scattered from the shepherd. That when the shepherd makes an invitation for all the sheep to come to him, and yet we say to him, no, I am busy. I have my own things, right? And we don't even realize what it is that we're missing out on, just like these people didn't realize what they were missing out on because they refused to come to this great banquet. So what are the reasons that the people give for not coming? Well, the first one in verse 18 says, the first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused, right? So this first person, the reason that he was scattered, the reason that he did not come and unite and to enter into this great banquet with God is because he was too interested in his possessions. He was too interested in his money. He was too interested in the things that he owned. He was preoccupied with those things. And so when Christ called him, he says, no, I bought a piece of ground. I am more interested in this ground. I'm more interested in my finances. I'm more interested in these things, right? Rather than coming to this banquet, okay? The second one, he responded in the next verse, says, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. This person is buying these five yoke of oxen because he is using them for his work, right? He has a farmer and he, this is his work, his livelihood. And so he is uh, saying, no, I have business to attend to. I have my, my work to attend to. I don't have time now to come to the banquet, okay? And then the third one in the next verse, verse 20, it says, still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So this one was preoccupied with his family, right? With other people in his life that it, it prevented him from coming to the banquet. And these were all excuses, right? These, these were all excuses. None of these were even like real answers, right? Because um, if, if you say, I bought a piece of ground, I must go see it. Well, actually um, you would probably have, bought, have gone to see the ground before you buy it. Why would you go and buy something that you had never seen? The same thing with the oxen. It says, I have bought five yoke of oxen, I must test them. Did you not test the oxen before you bought them? Why would you buy something without it being tested? It says, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Why don't you go and bring your wife with you to the banquet, right? So even the excuses that were made in, by these three individuals in this parable, that none of these things even make any sense, right? That the people are saying. And oftentimes when we are scattered, we are scattered because of our desires and we make excuses as to why we do not want to come together. Why do we do not accept the invitation that God is calling us for? And certainly these apostles who, even though they were all together, now had been scattered for various reasons. And we ask ourselves, am I scattered because of my uh, desire for money? Does that prevent me from coming to God? 
is my is, is are we like the rich young ruler who because of our possessions we find that all of my energy all of my time is invested in this are we also scattered because of our career how much time do we invest in our career are we willing to sacrifice everything else for the sake of my career and my success or my family my marriage my 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 you know other people in my life are those are the ones that is keeping me from coming to god or not so when we look at the apostles we can ask the question is why is it that they were scattered what is it that caused them to be scattered the first reason we might say is doubt right um they didn't believe that god was really in control i mean they they trusted christ and when he was with them on earth they had a source of comfort from him um and they definitely saw that he was able to do miraculous things like he was able to walk on water he was able to multiply the bread he was able to you know to pay taxes by finding money inside of a fish like he was able to do amazing things and as long as they were with him maybe they felt safe and secure right but now that he was taken from them they had no sense of security anymore right they didn't realize that god was still with them that that the same christ who was with them in the flesh is still with them in the spirit and so they were now afraid right and certainly being in that state of of fear and doubt is they were afraid for their lives and they they doubted that that anything is going to come from this again they went back to their old lives again they went back and they lived according to the way that they were they were scattered each to his own right so we ask ourselves do we see god working in our lives do we make decisions based on that faith that we have right do we live in fear in this world or do we feel like christ is with us And so it's important for us when we speak about being scattered, right? What is it that prevents me from coming? Do I do I not come because I doubt that God even exists? Do I doubt that God loves me? Do I doubt that God wants to be involved in my life? Do I doubt that God is the one who is saving me and has died on the cross for me? Is this something that I that I continually doubt or am I afraid of something? Is something making me afraid that I'm not able to approach, okay? The other thing that kind of um contributed to this for the apostles is that they underestimated the trial that they were to face right when the apostles were all together with Christ um maybe at some point they felt invincible right because they saw everything that God was doing everything Christ was doing with them and through them right they believed that they were strong even when Christ was speaking about that someone is going to betray him what what did st peter respond in matthew 26 st peter said even if all are made to stumble because of you i will never be made to stumble right he 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 felt about himself that he was so strong that nothing could cause him to fall nothing could cause him to falter and so he had this understanding and so when the time came and he was there and they captured christ and they were um they took him away and they began to accuse st peter of being with him and he was afraid of being condemned with him so then he lied and says i don't even know the man right and so so they underestimated right what is it that they the trial that they were to face and so it's important for us even like in humility to be drawing our strength from god not thinking ourselves stronger than we are drawing like having faith in him and that he is working and in all these ways we can avoid this being scattered each to his own we have to be united with god we have to trust in him we have to have faith in him and we should not we should have a right understanding and a right expectation of what our life is going to look like what does it mean to be a christian what is the sacrifice that's involved in christianity right what is god exactly calling us to do 
So we can now ask this question is, why does God want to gather us together? Right? Because the opposite of being scattered is to be gathered together, to be united together. For what purposes does God want us to be gathered together? And certainly we can see that the gathering of God's people is in the church. This is the place that God has made for us to gather. This is the place that God created for us to be united together as one. Okay? What do we benefit from being gathered together? And why does God want us to be gathered? Okay, the first thing that we benefit from being gathered together is accountability, right? Um, when the apostles returned from their ministry and they told Christ about everything that had happened when they went and they preached to the people, it says, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught, right? When, when we have a body of believers in, 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 in united in one place, there is accountability because if I go and I live my life a certain way or I teach certain things or do certain things, I come back now and I'm accountable to the whole. This helps to keep us uh, in the faith. It helps to keep us from going astray. You know, it, it helps to keep me from doing the wrong thing. This is a big part, actually, when we speak about confession, that we have accountability to our father of confession. It is not just that I go and confess my sins only, but I feel a sense of accountability that when I go to him, that I will recount my actions, my thoughts, my desires, all these things. And I feel like he will help me to remain uh, going in the right direction, steadfast in the right faith, you know, working in the, in the right path without being self-deceived. Because it's easy for us to deceive to deceive ourselves, right? And yet someone else that I am accountable to will help me to keep from being deceived. Another benefit that we get um, from being gathered together and what, uh, why God wants us to be gathered together is for peace. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter. Right. We, we like we are wanting to be united together and to experience the peace of God together, not to be shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter. When we look around us in the world, we find a lot of things that are very troubling, and especially in the days that we're in now. We find a lot of things that are troubling and difficult to accept. And so how is it that we can live during these difficult times? How is it that? those people who came before us who went even through even more difficult times, how was it that they were able to remain faithful? How was it that they lived a life of peace? Well, Christ is the one that gives us this peace. He is the one that allows us to live in the midst of a difficult, adverse time, and yet we experience his peace in ourselves. And the church is a place where we experience this peace. He wants us to be gathered together to experience his peace all together as one not to be shaken. Another reason that God wants us to be gathered is for encouragement. He says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Meaning when we gather together, we have an opportunity to encourage one another. Each person who is living their lives on their own has a difficult time because they, they, they are not seeing other Christians that are struggling perhaps in the same things that they struggle with. When we gather together, we have someone we can talk to, to express ourselves to, to get encouragement, to get advice, to, to, to share our faith with others. And this is a big part of being in the church as one church, as one body, that we share with one another 
our struggles so that we do not each have to struggle independently on our own without help but actually God has created for us a place where we are helped where we are encouraged where we are strengthened and so that's definitely a big benefit for us to be gathered together another reason we are gathered is for protection in Matthew 23 uh, Christ said O Jerusalem Jerusalem the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Gives us this very like beautiful symbol of, of God who is like this mother hen who is very strong and, and, and he is like covering us with his wings, that he wants us to be all hidden underneath him for protection. And Often we do not realize the danger that's in the world. We don't see uh, how easy it is for us to fall away. We don't see all the forces of darkness that are working against us. And yet God sees them and he knows that how dangerous they are and he doesn't want us to fall away. So he, he wants to cover us. He says, I, how often I wanted to gather you together, right? And yet what we were the ones that were not willing. When he says we are the ones that all are going to be scattered each to his own. Do we choose to be scattered? Do we choose to remain apart? Do we re re refuse to come together as one body? Does each one of us just want to live our lives for ourselves, right? And God is saying, I am the one who will protect you. I am the one who will keep you safe. The last point is, how does God want to gather us or why? Is for fellowship. In 1 John chapter 1, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We have fellowship with one another when we gather together, right? And this fellowship is something that we declare to others. We want other people to join our flock. We want other people to join the church. We want them to have fellowship with us and fellowship with Christ, just as we also have fellowship, right? He says what? Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. There are some people that live lives that are very lonely lives where they feel like they are alone. Maybe they are not married. Maybe they don't have a lot of friends. Maybe they feel like they are just kind of um, living a life just by themselves. But here we are always reminded that our fellowship is with the father and his son, Jesus Christ, that God is the one who is with us. Even when we feel alone, even when we feel separate, even when we feel isolated, God is the one with us and we have fellowship with him. And that fellowship we have with him, we declare it to others. We say, I am content in my relationship with God, and I want you also to have this same relationship. And again, this is a place where we have fellowship together with him and with each other in the church. God wants to gather us together. So today we spoke about the verse that Christ was speaking to his apostles, that he was telling them that each of them would be scattered, each to his own, and will leave him alone. And we spoke about what types of ways are we scattered. We could be scattered for different reasons, because of our desire for money, because of our desire for career, because of our desire for family, that all of these things could trump our love for God and our desire to be with him in the church. And we spoke about how God gathers us together and why. He gathers us for accountability, for peace, for encouragement, for protection, and finally for fellowship. So we ask God today to help us to remember that we are called to be his children and that we are called to uh, worship him in the church and be united together in a bond of love with him and with one another. 
and glory be to God forever. Amen.